Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, talking about Sarah Coolridge, Gerald Griffin, James Clarence Mangan. Sarah was uh, Samuel Taylor Coolridge's daughter. Cool, says Swim, says Mum Fishy. Coolridge was largely self-taught, reading the ancient classics and teaching herself several languages in which she was quite proficient. By the age of 25, she died of breast cancer. Coolridge tended to keep her light under a bushel and published only two poetry collections and po- published only two poetry collections anonymously during her last time. However, early in the 21st century a collection of 120 of her poems was discovered in Texas, setting her apart as an important minor poet of the time. Gerald Griffin was an Irish novelist, poet and playwright, however feeling he was wasting his time writing fiction. He joined a Catholic organisation to teach the children of the poor. Rather than dying of TB, he died of typhus. James Clarence Mangan was also an Irish poet. He translated works from German, Turkish, Persian, Arabic and Irish uh, with his translations of Gauthier, gaining special interests. He died of cholera. Jeepers. What a time to be alive and also to die. Reminds me of that bit from Midnight in Paris, if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's a very, very good film. But he's, uh, you know, he's lusting over a more glamorous period. He wants to go back and live in the the, uh, early 1900s. With Hemingway in Paris. Um, but, you know, has to remind himself they didn't even have, uh, you know, like antibiotics and penicillin hadn't been invented or discovered. Um, today's poet or poets, we're starting with um, Thomas. Lovell Beddoes, I'm sure he does. Born 1803, died 1849, Wolfram's Dirge. If thou wilt ease thine heart, of love and all its smart, then sleep, dear sleep, and not a sorrow, hang my tear on your eyelashes. Lie still and deep, sad soul, until the sea wave washes the rim of the sun tomorrow in eastern sky. But wilt thou cure thine heart, of love and all its smart, then die, dear, die. Tis deeper, sweeter, than a rose, bank to lie, dreaming with folded eye, and there alone amid the beaming of love's stars thou meet her in eastern sky. Dream peddlery. If there were dreams to sell, what would you buy? Some cost a passing bell, some a light sigh, that shakes from life's fresh crown, only a rose leaf down. If there were dreams to sell, merry and sad to tell, and the cry rang the bell, what would you buy? A cottage lone and still, with bowers nigh, shadowy, my woes too still until I die, such pearl from life's fresh crown, fame would I shake me down. Were dreams to have at will, this would best heal my ill, this would I buy. Song How many times do I love thee, dear? Tell me how many thoughts there be in the atmosphere of a new-fallen year. Whose white and sable hours appear the latest flake of eternity. So many times do I love thee, dear. How many times do I love again? Tell me how many beads there are in a silver chain of evening rain. 
unravelled from the tumbling mane and threading the eye of a yellow star so many times do I love again. Um, hey, they were cool. I liked all three of those poems by old, uh, who is he, Thomas Lovell Biddows. I wonder if that's, uh, I wonder if he's a well-known poet. Ralph Waldo Emerson is our next poet, 1803 to 1882. Give all to love. Give all to love, obey thy heart, friends, kindred, days, estate, good fame, plans, credit, and the muse, nothing refuse. Tis a brave master, let it have scope, follow it utterly, hope beyond hope. High and more high, it dives into the noon, with wing unspent, untold intent, but it is God, knows its own path, and out the outlets of the sky. It was never for the mean, it requireth courage stout, souls above doubt. Valour unbending, such twill reward, they shall return more than they were, and ever ascending. Leave all for love, yet hear me, yet one word more, thy heart behoved, one pulse more of firm endeavour. Keep thee today, tomorrow, forever, free as an Arab of thy beloved. Cling with life to the maid, but when the surprise first vague shadow of sun of surmise, Flits across her bosom young, of a joy apart from thee, free be she, fancy free, for thou detain her vestures hem, nor the palest rose she flung from her summer diadem. Though thou loved her as thyself, as a self of purer clay, though her parting dims the day, stealing grace from all alive, heartily know, when half-gods go, the gods arrive. Uriel it fell in the ancient periods which the brooding soul surveys, or ever the wild time coined itself into calendar months and days, this was the lapse of Uriel, which in paradise, paradise befell once among the Pleiades walking. Sade overheard the young gods talking, and the treason too long pent to his ears was evident. The young deities discussed laws of form and metre just, orb, quintessence, and sunbeams, what subsiteth and what seems, one with low tones that decide and doubt and reverend us divide, with a look that solved the sphere and stirred the devils everywhere, gave his sentiment divine against the being of a line. Line in nature is not found, unit and universe are round, in vain, produced, all rays return, evil will bless and ice will burn, as Uriel spoke with piercing eye, a shudder run, Around the sky the stern old war-gods shook their heads, the seraphs frowned from myrtle beds. Seemed to the holy festival the rash word boded ill to all. The balance beam of fate was bent, the bounds of good and ill were rent. Strong Hades could not keep his own, but all slid to confusion. And sad, self-knowledge withering fell on the beauty of Uriel. In heaven once eminent the god withdrew that hour into his cloud, whether doomed to long gyration in the sea of generation, or by knowledge grown too bright to hit the nerve of feebler sight, straightway a forgetting wind stole over the celestial kind, and their lips the secret kept, if in ashes the fire seed slept, 
But now and then, truth-speaking things shamed the angels' veiling wings and shrilling from the solar course or from fruit of chemical of chemic force. Procession of a soul in matter or the speeding change of water. Or out of the good or of evil born came Uriel's voice of cherub scorn and a blush to tinge the upper sky and the gods shook they knew not why. Bacchus Bring me wine, but wine which never grew in the belly of the grape, or grew on vine whose taproots reaching through under the Andes of the Cape suffered no savour of the earth's to escape. To escape. Let its grapes the morn salute from a nocturnal root which feels the acrid juice of Styx and Erebus, and turns the woe of night by its own craft to a more rich delight. We buy ashes for bread, we buy diluted wine. Give me the true, whose ample leaves and tendrils curled among the silver hills of heaven draw everlasting dew, wine of wine, blood of the world, form of forms and mould of statues. That I, intoxicated and by the draught, assimilated my float at pleasure through all natures, the bird language rightly spell, and that which roses say so well. Wine that is shed like the torrent of the sun up the horizon walls or like the Atlantic streams which run when the South Sea calls water and bread, food which needs no transmuting, rainbow flowering, wisdom fruiting, wine which is already man, food which teach the reason can, wine which music is, music and wine are one, that I, drinking this, shall hear far chaos talk with me, kings unborn shall walk with me, and the poor grass shall plot and plan what I, what it will do when it is man. Quickened, so will I unlock every crypt of every rock, thank the joyful juice for all I know, winds of remembering of the ancient being blow, and seeming solid walls of use open and flow, poor Bacchus, the remembering wine, Retrieve the loss of me and mine, the vine for vine be antidote, and the crape requite the loat. Hast to cure the old despair, reason in nature's lotus drenched, the memory of angels quenched. Give them again to shine, let wine repair what this undid, and where the infection slid, a dazzling memory revive, refresh the faded tints, recut the aged prints, and write my old adventures. With the pen which on the first day drew upon the table's blue, the dancing Pleiades and eternal men. One more short one is called Brahma. If the red slayer think he slays, or if the slain think he is slain, they know not well the subtle ways I keep and pass and turn again. Far or forgot to me is near, shadow and sunlight are the same. The vanished gods to me appear, and one to me are shame and fame. They reckon I ill who they reckon ill who leave me out. When me they fly, I am the wings, I am the doubter and the doubt, and I the hymn the Bahim Bah Brahmin sings. The strong gods pine for my abode, and pine in vain the sacred seven, but thou meek lover of the god, find me and turn thy back on heaven. And I'm gonna read another poet. Just one more called Richard Henry Horn. I'm sure he is. 1803 to 1884. It's called The Plough, a landscape in Berkshire. Above yon sombre swell of land, 
Thou seest the dawn's grave orange hue, With one pale streak like yellow sand, And over that a vein of blue. The air is cold above the woods, All silent is the earth and sky, Except with his own lonely moods, The blackbird holds a colloquy. Over the broad hill creeps the beam, Like hope that gilds a good man's brow, And now ascends the nostril stream Of stalwart horses come to plough. Ye rigid ploughmen, bear in mind, your labour is for future hours. Advance, spare not, nor look behind. Plough deep and straight with all your powers. And that's our poems for today. Very, very good. Um, Alright, great one. Thanks everyone. See you tomorrow.